Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. I laid back down, 
Nine one one was called. They had to come up, take my door off the hinges, take my railing off the side of the wall, slide me down on a um, on this big sled door. Uh, all my neighbors is watching. Everybody thought I was pretty much dead, and I felt like I was dying. Uh, they rushed me to the emergency room. I want to give big ups to Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald Mercy Hospitals emergency room because they really took me in and um, worked on me. And even not just the emergency room, the whole staff was pretty good. I was hospitalized for five days. I was released on that Saturday. That's why I wasn't in the show last um, Monday because I just really wasn't feeling up to it. I'm just now starting to get so I'm not sleeping as much because my blood count was off. My hemoglobin was down. Um, my numbers just wasn't matching right. But now I'm starting to level off pretty good. A nurse came out to my house today. My blood pressure is fine. Um, my INR is slowly going back to where it should be. It's moving slow, but it's going back to where it should be. I'm feeling a little bit better. I got out yesterday. Um, the longest I've been out since the, um, you know, the incident happened. So I am feeling a little bit stronger. So it's just, you know, it's going to be a little bit more time because I'm still, you know, when I got back home last night, I felt like I ran a marathon. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I want to thank everybody for your well wishes and your prayers. Felicia, I'm giving you your flowers now. I appreciate you. You know, um, when you found out I was in the hospital, you came the next day. It's pretty much a lot of the morning with me in the hospital and you helped me up, you know, you helped me, you know, do a couple of things and you came to see me a couple more times afterwards. And I'm saying it's because good friends are hard to find. And when you find somebody that's a good friend that loves you the way that we love each other, I appreciate you. I love you. And I wouldn't replace you for anything. Oh, you better not. Um, (laughs) I, I was, you know, really scared when you um, told me, you know, what was going on. Um, I was there leading up to it when you, you know, you weren't quite yourself, you weren't feeling well, um, and, your, you know, your arm was bothering you. So um, if anybody knows you, you're just, you know, a really strong guy, and it's a testament to who you are inside and out. and um. I'm just so appreciative that you are, you know, okay. You bounce back really well, and you know what thing. So, if anybody needs, you know, a pick me up, talk to Big Daddy. He's been through a lot, and he, he knows how to get through a lot too. Um, so I'm just really grateful to God that you're okay. Um, I'm grateful to you for, you know. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And um, that's all I can say because it's, it's just God's will and God's hand on my life. And I try to let too, too much bother me or too much, you know, deter me from getting up. You know what I'm saying? Like every time I get knocked down, I can always hear the Lord's voice in my ear saying, all right, we're going to bring you back from this. And I just, you know, I fight. I try to fight back from now on every little thing. I pick up from the um, pharmacy. I'm reading everything. I'm reading everything. I'm going to ask questions. Even yesterday, I had to pick up some medicine from the pharmacy. I was like, is this, what do you have here? Is this such and such milligrams? Is this this or that? Did it, did it, I stood there for five minutes just to check to make sure he gave me the right stuff. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> that's that. Now, let's get into it. You know what I want to talk about. Virginia. Oh, my goodness. I'm watching this mess. It's Charlottesville, right? Charlottesville, Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia. I want to say Charlottesville, Virginia. But anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Charlottesville, Virginia. A protest went on. Because they wanted to take down the statue of Robert E. Lee in this town. And the white supremacists, or the white nationalists, as they're trying to call themselves now, they don't want to use the word supremacists. Now they want to use nationalists. 
they're marching up and down the street and people are protesting them marching them down the street. It's been a mess. Um, a car rode somebody mm. rode the car crowd over top of people. That was an ugly scene and it's hard to watch. And I'm watching it and I've seen different videos of this of what's going on and and I don't understand what how is this helping? How is this march or this protest helping their cause? Because all I heard was inward this, inward that, mm. F you, F this. They're throwing water back and forth at each other. They're, they're spraying mace in each other's eyes and face. And they're fighting each other. There's people bleeding. What is the use of this protest? What are you protesting that you got to go and be so hard. And, and I don't understand. And, you know, I was born in New Jersey, so I'm not from down south. So I don't know the significance of that flag that they they wanted to fight for. You know the flag I'm talking about. Um, the mm, I don't the Confederate flag. flag. Thank you. Confederate the Confederate flag. flag. Yeah, they, they fighting for this flag. They fighting for the, uh, it was the statue of Robert E. Lee. He lost that war. What is so significant about it? Like, why are you out there fighting? I know what it is. It's Captain Cheetos, because he's been in office, all these nationalists and these supremacists, whoever standing up, now they got a voice, and now they want to kick ass, because in the eight years you had um, Obama in office, I guess they feel as though they want to take their country back. And then Captain Cheetos had the nerve to come out today and say, Oh well, this is heinous, and this is this and that, and I it's deplorable. Say, nigga, I'm sorry. Oh, you started this. You started this with your ignorance and your hate and your bias thinking. You started this. This is your chickens come home to roost. So cock a doodle do. He's going to stand there and, 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 and act like he's just so appalled. Your name ain't Paul. Your name is Fire Started because you started this. What do you think about it, Felicia? It's horrible. It, it, I can't believe it's 2017, but, you know, certain people created this, and I don't know how or, you know, why they let it happen. Um, it is just bad. I don't know why it took, um, you know, the president so long to to denounce specific groups, um, especially in the past when he's been so quick to, you know, denounce Islam people, Islamic people, and you know, call anything they do terroristic, um, you know denounce um, Latinos and call them rapists, but you will not denounce a group that's been in existence for so long and is blatantly spewing and exhibiting hate? I don't understand. So today he finally did denounce it. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but he finally did. And to me it's just too late. You had both sides of the aisle looking at you, and I guess you feel like the pressure was on. But it, it is really too late. He should have been up there immediately denouncing this. But I, I believe that, you know, these people are his base, and he did not want to disappoint his base. And that's horrible. And any good leader will tell you when you're at the top, you are alone. And, you, you know, you have to make people angry sometimes. And, you know, it, it, that's just how you get respect. And to me, he's not, you know, he's not worthy of any type of respect. Just the name only, I guess, you know, being the president. And it's horrible. And um, for me, I was looking mostly at the police because we've seen peaceful, yes. Yes. peaceful protests before. And they have been very, you know, um, ferocious and, you know, um, a brazen, just, you know, hurting people that have been peacefully protesting. And it looks like they really didn't have this one in control at all. 
Um, they were in riot gear. I saw somebody say they were in riot gear for the peaceful Black Lives Matter protest, but they weren't in riot gear for this one. They were. I did see pictures of them in riot gear. But still, um, I just felt like they really let it go out of control. And um, I, I don't know. While, you know, it's like do we want to be politically correct or not? Because honestly, those white nationalists, those are our doctors. Those are people's, you know, dentists. And sadly, those are probably some of the police, too. Um, we want to know why they wear, you know, hooded robes, the the Klan. That's because a lot of those people you know, you know, you brush up against them. It is what it is. and Let's be real about it. I, I totally agree with what you said. <laughs> Totally agree. And I did see some police down there, you know, in their riot gear or whatever, but they're sitting back watching this. Yeah, they were. No no one should have died. No. No. They should have rushed in there and chilled it out. They should have made everybody disperse. Now, I did see, like, towards the end, it was like um, a policeman in the riot gear with their tanks. And they were telling everybody, disperse, go home, whatever. But it shouldn't have went that far. There was a video that went out, and I sat there and watched it for 15 minutes. And I watched the entire 15-minute video of the, the, the names going back and forth, the mm-hmm. and shields, and the, the, the flagpoles. They're whacking it at people. They're hitting people. The water bottles getting thrown back and forth. As soon as it started to escalate like that, they should have chilled it out. It's all I ask enough because yeah. it's going to get out of control. Like, do you stop a fire when the fire starts to rage, or do you try to stop the fire before it gets too much out of hand? Mm. You try to stop that fire before it gets out of hand. And they didn't do that. I think the police down there did a poor job of controlling that crowd. Because, like you said, a lot of them was probably, a lot of the police was probably <laughs> protesting with the rest of the uh, uh, white nationalists. Please. Yeah, Trump can come out and say what he wants. But let's be honest. Just like you said, you hit the hammer on the head when you said it. A lot of them, he didn't want to say too much. People have voted his his behind and off. And if he wants to see another four years, he better keep them happy. Mm-mm-mm. It's oh. really sad. It's, it's sad. I saw a post today and I, I shared it. It says, like, we're literally, like, seeing a repeat of the Korean War. Um, it can be World War Three soon. It can be a second civil war soon. It can be a cold war soon. We're just literally making all these enemies, and we have no allies, and it's just crazy. Because Cheetos done pissed everybody off. And now you got North Korea. He's trying to start a fight with North Korea. And North Korea is amped up about this one. And they said pretty soon they're going to start shooting missiles. It's, it's, getting, it's getting bad. It's getting really bad. I just feel sorry for these um, young kids out here who, you know, who try to start their lives, who try to do something, because their one is going to be in the middle of this stuff when when Trump starts to really, you know, have this war break out, they're going to be in the middle of it. I'm too old to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just sad. I'm too old to go, yeah. but my son's are that age. My daughter's that age. It's just disgusting. All right. Anything else you want to say on this before we move on? No. I just want to wake up and it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, I want to wake up and it's November uh, 6th again. And it's a couple of days before the election. So I can run out and tell everybody, look, y'all better vote because that idiot's going to get in. I see the future. That's sad. They did vote, you know. They did vote. Hillary won that popular vote. Yeah. But I, it's just, that, uh, I just want to Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. 
No, no. Go ahead with your I just said I, I, I just want someone else. Bernie, Biden, someone, anybody. Elizabeth Warren, someone. <laughs> I said it before, and I'll say it again. If Joe Biden would have ran, we would not be having this conversation. If Bernie Sanders would have ran, we would not be having this conversation. Because everybody did run, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. 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 Everybody wanted Hillary, and it didn't work. It didn't work. So... Yeah, spilled milk. The next thing I wanted to talk about is this whole <laughs> transgender thing and uh, transgender people in the military. Yeah. And Trump um, put a ban on um, transgender people joining the military. And my opinion is, I think it's stupid. If they're willing to go out there and fight then let them fight. Because you won't need people to fight this war that you started anyway. And you got transgender people that's willing to go out and do it, then let them do it. If you got all this money to waste on a whole bunch of stupid stuff, and you feel as though the transgender people get into the military, and it's going to cost X amount of dollars because they have to have certain medicine for this, that, and surgeries, and blah, 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 blah. But you're wasting money. And I know there's, some, there's a stash of money sitting somewhere that you're just sitting on. Just give the military what they need. But you let these people go and fight if they want to fight. How do you feel about it, Belisa? Um, The reasons he gave was stupid. Um, He said a burden to the military and um, great financial costs. And um, there's studies that came out that shows – that the cost to have transgender people um, in the military, which there already are, by the way, um, transgender and, you know, gay people in the military already, the cost of that is like a fraction of what it would cost, you know, just to take care of a troop that has been injured or, you know, um, weapons funding, something like that. And it, there is no cost. Um, most of their costs they've already, you know, taken care of when they were going through their, you know, transition. Um, so I don't know what that is. And as far as the military burden, that's something that our president can help change. When you say burden, basically what he's saying is he doesn't want, you know, transgender people to get beat up. Or, you know, uh, singled out. But that's a mindset. And it's a mindset that we just saw over the weekend. And if he speaks out against it and says, hey, you know, we're all people, then that can start to change a little bit. It's never going to change altogether. But, you know, I believe our country is kind of, it kind of follows what, you know, our president does. And, He's very hateful. So right now our country's in a very hateful and contentious, um, you know, um, way right now, and it's not good. But I mean, who cares? You, he, he's no one to say. He, he's no one to say who is patriot, patriotic enough to serve our country. Did he ever he serve, serve our country? Right. That, we said the same thing at the same time. He didn't right. Serve. He wasn't in the military. You don't know nobody's heart. Let some people go fight. That's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. We have to stop being so close-minded when it comes to um, race and when it comes to sexuality and people, transgender people. They're people, too, okay? If that's what they choose to do with their life, if they want to do something different, it's on them. It's only one person who could judge them. It's only one perfect person, and he died 2,000 years ago. So. He's alive now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to stand in judgment of anybody else 
because it's something they want to do. I'm just not. And um, I know I'm getting a little bit off the subject, but I'm still on that same subject. It's like um, everybody up in arms and making fun of Bobby Valentino because he, uh, he's been caught um, dating a transsexual person. And, you know, the transsexual person put him on blast. That's that man's business. If that's what he chooses to do, fine. Like, who cares? Right. And they're making a big deal about it and clowning them and different memes going out and stuff. And we're not pay- It's 2017. And people are still acting like it's 1962. Right. It's just like how many different groups is he going to ostracize? How many different groups is he going to, you know, turn away from? The only exactly. group is going to be left is the group we saw over the weekend. It's the white nationalists. Exactly, because you, you turned your back on the, um, the immigrants. You turned your back on the Mexicans. You want to put a wall in Mexico. You turned your back on the black people. You turned your back on on transgenders now. And you know what the funny thing about it? Something else is funny that happened. I heard that um, Kylie Jenner, uh, what's the uh, Bruce Jenner's um, Caitlyn? Okay, Caitlyn Jenner voted for Trump, and now she's regretting it. You voted for him. You wanted him in there. Now deal with it. Hmm. I thought that was hilarious when I heard that. Like, really? You get what you deserve. Then. Yep. You get what you deserve. You voted for him. You wanted him in there. Deal with it. So, all right. Anything else for that, Felicia? No. <laughs> Just sad. You've had too much Just of sad. my time. All right. <laughs> I'm going to take a quick. Um, we'll take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. Felicia has a lot of movie reviews, <laughs> at least four of them, and um, we're going to have one together, Detroit, and um, I'm going to talk about Ric Flair briefly, and uh, that's it. So this is Big Daddy's Hard Talk, volume 76. 76. Clap your hands, everybody. Philadelphia, 76. All right, forget it. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscalls.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? 
Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. And we're back, Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 76. I am your host, Big Daddy, joined by my co-host, Alicia Brown. Hi, everyone. My beautiful co-host, Felicia Brown. Oh, Lord. While I was, um, <laughs> while I was, um, we was in commercial break, I, you know, I went through Facebook, right, as return a text. By the way, Lady T, if you listen in prayers out to you, I hope everything went all right today. I'm going to try to call you as soon as I'm finished this show. Um, I look at this post that you tagged me in, Felicia, and one oh. of them must go. <laughs> Seafood, soul food, barbecue, or dessert. And I'm like, ah, man, you know that's my four favorites. I can't pick. I'll tell you my reasons. I said barbecue, which is really hard because I love a barbecue rib, but I don't like barbecue chicken. Plus, all the sides that go barbecue are also soul food sides, so barbecue must go. You don't like barbecue <laughs> chicken? I don't. I don't. Maybe my mom, like, traumatized me because she makes the worst barbecue chicken ever. <laughs> oh. See, here's my thing. I love barbecue, but three days down the line, I don't want it no more. Right. It's like uh, a, it's like a party thing. Yeah. Soul food I grew up on. But again, like you know, especially like around Thanksgiving, three or four days later, I'm not gonna want it anymore. <laughs> so, it's between the barbecue and the soul food. Seafood, you know, I love me some crab. I love me some lobster, clams, all that stuff. You know, I'm a big fan of that. And, you know, desserts is my downfall. Like, I can eat. (laughs) That's my problem. I enjoy it a little too much. But especially ice cream and water ice and cookies. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Like, I've been dying for an oatmeal raisin cookie. Wow. I went around 7-Eleven the other day, and they had them there. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But it was so good. I didn't get it. I wanted it, but I didn't get it. And I'm going to tell you another thing that's like we are very fond of one another, and the Bay Ragby, if you go back and listen to this, I'm telling you to stop doing it, is Oreos. I love Oreos, and Bay Ragby's doing his Oreo test all the time. I'm saying, like, man, you, you're killing me. <laughs> Would you trying different flavors? Yeah, you're trying different flavor Oreos and stuff. Like, cut it out, man. <laughs> That's my kryptonite right there. Oreo cookies is my kryptonite. Love me some Oreo cookies, man. The double stuff with a nice cold glass of milk, man. Anyway, as reported. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'd have to, um, I'm going to go with you. I think I'm going to say barbecue. I think I have to get rid of the barbecue. Much as I like a good barbecue steak. Oh, that's a tough one. You got me on that one. 
I get you back. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, as reported today, Ric Flair is in the hospital. Mm. Um, reports are saying that he's in a, a medicated coma, and he was having some heart issues. And um, just you know, send your prayers to Ric Flair and his family. And to me, Ric Flair is like in my top ten favorite wrestlers. I even go as far as say top five favorite wrestlers because mm-hmm. I I'm talking the old Ric Flair from back in the '80s. I loved his work. I loved you know he was a heel, but I loved him as a heel because. What Ric Flair did, and when I when I became a wrestler, what I noticed about Ric Flair, and I say this to a lot of people, there's a lot of younger people who, you know, if, I, if I'm at a show and they ask me how this went or how they promo go or whatever, I say this to them, you got to look at Ric Flair and what he used to do. Because Ric Flair never really trashed the competition. Ric Flair would tell you that he's working for the greatest wrestling organization in the world with the greatest wrestlers in the world, but he's the best of the best. So he never put nobody totally down. He sold the tickets. He, With his mouth, he sold tickets. And you want to see the best wrestler versus the best wrestler and the best wrestler organization come out and watch me. And this is how I make a whole bunch of money. Now, yeah, he was the dominant. He is the dominant ring wearing, uh, Gold watch wearing, wheeling, dealing, jet flying, limousine riding, kiss stealing, son of a gun. And he's having a hard time holding them alligators down. But if you watch him work and watch his matches and watch his, his delivery and his promos, Ric Flair is one of the greatest. And I hope he pulls out of it. I really do. Yes, definitely. And um, I enjoy his daughter. I think his daughter is probably the best female wrestler in the world right now. Mm. My opinion. My opinion. My opinion. Yeah, as far as, like, package, definitely. She can talk, she can work, she looks good. Um, mm. So, yeah. She has good matches. It's rare when you see her have a uh, bad match. She, she's entertaining. So, prayers to the Flair family. Now, Miss Felicia, you got Yay! the movie review over. I do, I do. Okay. Um, we'll do Detroit a... last. Okay. Yeah, I'll go in order of which I've seen the movies. It's been a pretty uh-huh. good summer for movies. I always look forward um, from Memorial Day on. It's just movie season, and um, this one has not failed. Um, I want to give props to Girls Trip first. Um, you know, being in a movie theater, initially seeing the uh, previews for Girls Trip, it's not really my type of movie. So I was like, nah, I don't want to see that. Then I started seeing extended trailers. And I'm like, I, I kind of want to see this. And let me tell you, actually seeing it, I just completely put my foot in my mouth. It was not only a funny movie, but it was literally one of the best movies I've seen um, ever across any ever? like genre ever of any genre I've seen. It it, wow. it was really well done. It was really well done. Um, I was not expecting it. So shout out to those four powerful, great established actors. Um, they really did. They really did a great job. Um, so, I, what do we go up to five Big Daddy booties? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah, I'm gonna give we'll it a, give five, it a five, cause every I do give it a five. We we have to see it. You have to go see it. Um, it it, it was great. It was funny from beginning credits to end credits. Just hilarious. And I, I like to read what other people say, and that was the one word that kept popping up, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. So, you know, it, it, it was really good. I heard it did um, the biggest 
opening for a live action comedy. They said just this year, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to do well um, overall. So I'm hoping it does. Great movie. Um, theaters are still packed for it even to this day, and it's been out a month. Um, so I'm really about, proud of them. About two, three weeks. Two, three weeks? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah really good movie. Everyone must see it. Go see it with some girlfriends. Um, guys will like it, too, you know, but it's a really good movie. I'm very proud of them. It just goes to show you can be an older, established actor and, you know, bring out those gems. Um, the next movie I saw, what Topic did I see next? Yes, I did see Atomic Blonde. Um, One of my favorite actresses, Charlize Theron. Um, It's an 80s-inspired movie, down to the clothes, um, down to the kind of like the historic, you know, bits in there, down to the geography. Um, It's 80s. It's centered around the, uh, the Berlin Wall and, you know, a lot of stuff with that, and especially down to the soundtrack, which is amazing. If anybody gets a chance, please YouTube the Atomic Blonde soundtrack, especially if you love 80s music like me. It's amazing. Um, I love 80s music. I like 80s music, too. <laughs> um, but it was really good. I give Charlize Theron lots of props. She did most uh, of her own fighting. She's a badass. She did fighting in other movies before, but She's just amazing. She's so tall and so, like, flawless. I love her. Um, James McAvoy, he was in it. You probably know him from the X-Men movies and the movie Split. I think James McAvoy is one of the most underrated actors of today. And I agree with you. I think he needs to start winning some stuff. Um, He's really, really good, really talented, really diverse. Um, So... I loved it. I loved the cast. It wasn't really what I expected in the way that, you know, they did, like, the what it was centered about, what it was centered around. So, but it was still really good. So I'm going to give it um, a three for sure. Um, and it's just a fun movie to see with anybody. It really is. There's some language in there and some uh, girl-on-girl in there, but, you know, (laughs) don't bring your kids, obviously, but, you know, you can bring your teenage kids and your significant other. Um, So I give that a three. And then I saw a scary movie, which Big Daddy is not going to see because Big Daddy doesn't like scary movies. Hmm. Wait a minute. Um, I, Wait a minute. Whatever. Wait a minute. No, you like you like old Jason scary movies. I don't like movies with the devil and the possession and the ghost and stuff. <laughs> Those movies don't. I that's not. I'm like I like slasher movies. Like I like Jason. I like Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. I like Freddy Krueger. You know I, those movies I go see. Um, stuff like that. You know I like Saw, which is a horror slash suspense thriller and that's the mm-hmm. newest one's coming out in October and I will be there opening day. Um movies like that I like. Whatever. But those like people... the look at the ring, the the Annabelle what's the other one? Incarnate or whatever the heck. Hell no, I ain't gonna see that no. Cause you're scared. Cause you're scared. That's why I'm not scared. I'm not but scared. Listen, those those people like Freddie and Jason and Saul, they have a demented side to them that can be influenced by nothing else but the devil. So hot. Anyway. That's just showing I'm not scared. I just don't like movies like Annabelle. I ain't going to see that. I, I want to go see it. I want to see it. Because that's an old movie. And you're okay. old. And you're okay. going to get a double sandwich. Sorry. Uh, you're just afraid there's going to be a little Annabelle doll sitting at the end of your bed. And I'll kick that son of a bitch right out the window. 
I saw Annabelle, Annabelle Creation. Um, it's a pre pre prequel, um, Conjuring series, which I must say is a really really good series. I'm old school too. I haven't seen a movie really scare me since The Exorcist, the original Exorcist, um, was 1974. Um, and, you know, some of the Japanese horror really does kind of get to me, too. But these Conjuring movies are amazing. They're really scary, really well done. Um, this is part of that series. Um, it's about the doll, the creepy-looking doll that I don't know why anybody would buy anyway. Who says, oh, this doll's cute? Um, <laughs> yeah, really. But you got to see how the doll, you know, essentially got possessed and has the power to possess people. Um, lots of jump scares. And sometimes too many jump scares aren't good, but these were really well-placed and well done. Um, so, you know, it worked out. Um, it, it was good. It was good. You saw, you know, other characters from other Conjuring movies in there. So I like when they tie things in, you know, to create like a story and not just a I'm going to kill you type movie. So I, I liked it too. I'm going to give that maybe a 2.5 or 3. Um, you know, it served its purpose. It wasn't the best out of the Conjuring movies. Um, the best one was the one that came out before Annabelle. Um, one of the Conjuring 2, I think it was Conjuring 2. It was really scary. Um, so, but it, it served its purpose and it fits well with the series. So, 2.5. Okay. Now, we move on to Detroit. You go first, and then I'll come in. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> you know me and Big Daddy. We're opinionated about everything that's going on. Um, I saw Detroit um, yesterday, and I said that I didn't know if it was such a good idea, given everything that's going on and how I feel and how, you know, tensions are going high. And I was right. Um, Detroit made me very upset. Um, but I had to go see it. I had to support it. Um, and I just had to be, you know, more aware about this incident, which I'm still going to read up a lot more on. Um, but it's a true story. It really did happen. Um, some of the the way it happened, you know, was obviously um, done up for dramatic purposes, for, you know, cinematic purposes, cinematic purposes. Um so, yeah, some of the, you know, things were a little different. But I had no idea this incident occurred. I feel really bad for not being aware of that. Um, I thought the acting was really great. Um, it's a little bit long. It's two and a half hours. But, I mean, hey, you know, you got to go long if you're really trying to teach people and entertain them at the same time. Um, so I, I'm going to give it a, a 3.5. Um, just for, you know, merit alone, just telling that story and the acting being so, you know, so good. But it's okay. really parallel to everything that's going on today. It really is. Do this movie. And at first I wanted to do like I normally do is like look it up and look up the story to see exactly what happened and see how it compares to what I read as I'm watching this movie. But this time I didn't get a chance to do it. But I sat through this movie and I felt my blood boiling as mm. I'm watching this. And the whole time I'm saying to myself, this took, this took place back in 1960, whatever. And it's now 2017, and we're still doing the same bullshit. And I, yeah, I said bullshit. The same stuff is still happening today, and it's sad. This movie was a very powerful movie, and I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the acting. 
I think everybody did a very good job, even the the little white kid with the weird eyebrows. I don't know his name. Um, <laughs> he did a very good job as a racist cop. Um, the black guy from Star Wars, don't know his name, but you know what I'm talking about. He was good, the uh, one of the security guards. Yeah, Boyega. Something Boyega. Yeah. He did a very good job. It was just, it was sad. It was sad, and I just hated it. And, and you knew how, what the outcome was going to be, and I'm not going to ruin it, so I'm not going to go through, you know, exactly what happened. I'm going to give it a four. I think it's a must-see, um, but go in there just knowing you're going to walk out of there a little pissed off. <laughs> and a little bit heated. Depending on um, you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. And it was just, it was, it was, I can't say no more about it. I did see when it first came out, they were saying it was going to be shown in limited theaters. So I'm glad that it was shown in the theater that was close to me. And it's a, it's a must see. So I'd give it a four. It is and, a um, must see. Yeah, it's a must-see. Now, I got some catching up to do because I wanted to see Atomic Blonde. I didn't get around until I was in the hospital, and I wanted to see Girls Trip, and I'm still going to go see Girls Trip. I definitely want to see everybody that saw that movie pretty much said the same thing. It was very good. So, I, you know, I definitely want to check it out and support. Yes. So, there's one more thing. And I wa- go ahead. Go ahead, babe. Oh, I was just going to say I want to see the Emoji Movie, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Moji movie. And that's still, I was watching yesterday as I'm standing there um, putting butter on my popcorn. And I'm watching, and that movie came out, what, two weeks ago? Uh, Yeah, like the end of July. Yeah, and it's still, those kids still going in there to see it. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm like, that's cool. So it's still, you know. Still, it must have been pretty good because kids are still going in and see it. And I also noticed there was a lot of people coming in and out that Spider-Man movie, and that's been out yeah. since July seventh. Yeah. It's past a month, and it's still doing big business. I, I read so, that it did three hundred million domestically, but it's surprisingly not doing too well um, internationally. And I know it takes. You know, like Europe, a long time to get our movies. It takes Japan a long time too. So we'll see if that plays a part. But it's not doing too good internationally so far. <laughs> I hope it does. I know in America, like I said, there was a lot of people coming out that movie yesterday. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Spider Man made over a month. So that just shows how good it was. It was really good. And there's one more thing I want to talk about, and then, you know, we'll put a bow on it and send it on. I'm taking a stand. And you can agree, you can disagree, it is what it is, anybody is listening. I am boycotting the NFL. I'm not watching it. I think I'm done with it. I already knew the NFL was, I wasn't a big NFL, like, okay, okay. Back in the day, like in the 80s and the 90s, I was a big NFL fan. I watched all the games. I would go, you know, every Sunday I'd sit there with my snacks and sit there and watch the 1 o'clock game, watch the 4.30 game. I watched the Sunday night game, Monday night game, if Raw wasn't on or whatever. Or like back in the day, you know, Raw was taped. So I'd read the Raw results and then flip back and forth. Blah, blah, blah. But as I'm getting older, as I'm seeing the trend going, the NFL is bullshit. And I only knew it was a little bit fixed by the Super Bowl and how the Super Bowl goes and how different things that happen in the Super Bowl and everything. But I still kind of sort of watch because, okay, I'm not going to give it the total conspiracy theory. I could be wrong. But this whole Colin Kaepernick thing really put mm-hmm. a light on how bad the NFL really is and how racist the NFL really is. Because this man chose to take a stand and just to demonstrate peacefully how he felt about the state of America is going, he cannot find a job in the NFL. 
Mm-hmm. And there's quarterbacks out there that's way worse than what he is. He was a decent quarterback. I'm not saying he was the next John Elway or next uh, Joe Montana or Randall Cunningham, nothing like that, because he wasn't. But he was a decent enough quarterback that somebody should have picked him up. And Baltimore tried, and Baltimore didn't get him. And then I heard the Jets was talking, and then it kind of fell apart. So you know the good old boys all got together and said, y'all better not hire his ass. We need to um, make an example out of him. And I'm mad at not just the NFL organization, but I'm mad at all the rest of the black players who's watching this happen, who's not taking a stand with him. When do we start to stand and support our brothers and sisters? Yep. Because trust me, if all the black guys and the NFL all stood together and said, guess what, we're all going to take a knee next Sunday, what are they going to do? You can't get right. the NFL. The NFL is 75% black. You can't get rid of all of them. You can't ban all of them. Or just like a really good, good player, you know? Exactly. And that will make headlines and that will raise more awareness. The bigger the players, the bigger the story. So I don't understand. Everybody worried about their paper and they worry about their right. money because they're not going to get the fancy cars and the, the gaudy jewelry, jewelry and That's disgusting. the, the hoish women and all that stuff. And Like, no, wouldn't you take a stand? Take a stand. So I know me just not watching it ain't going to put a dent in it. But if everybody took the same, the same stand that I'm going to take and stop watching it and hit them ratings up really hard, then maybe we will make some type of difference. It's ridiculous. We live in the United States of America. Somebody should be able to protest something if they want to without any repercussions coming. It wasn't like he put a big middle finger across the flag and ran across the field. All this man did was just take a knee during the national anthem. Yep. But Marshawn Lynch sat on the bench during the national anthem. Nobody said jack to him. Want to know why? They like Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch don't give a shit. You can tell him that he took a year off from the NFL just so he could get out of his contract with Seattle so he could go to L.A. They wanted him back in the league. All right. Anything else on this subject, um, Alicia? No, just another sad thing. It, even even the president denounced Colin Kaepernick, but it took him this long to denounce white supremacy. How is that yeah. possible? Why why is yeah. he even speaking on Colin Kaepernick? But let's make America great again. Yeah. And I'm saying that sarcastically. All right. Yeah, everybody, for listening to Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 76. Uh, we will be back next week, possibly with a, um, a guest. I got to uh, confirm some stuff, but possibly with a guest. Any last words, Alicia, before we end this one? No, everyone. Have a great summer. We'll be talking to you. But, you know, do something fun. Do something that will make you forget to look at your phone. I read that quote two weeks ago, and it stuck with me. So do something fun this summer you never did before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, really quick. Um, August thirty first. How are you going to speak after my profound words? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it just hit me, and I wanted to put this out there. August thirty first. There's a candlelight vigil that's um going to happen. It's for um to support families and people that's on heroin. And has family members that's been on heroin Just a little support thing um, It's going to be at Rose Rose Tree Park Starting at 6pm I will be there, Valicia Brown will be there um, So come on out and support I will be speaking 
So I wanted to throw that out there real quick. Sorry. Definitely. So, Definitely. On that note, again, just like Belisha just said, do something that's going <laughs> to make you not look at your phone. We all got that bad habit. And we got, so I was just talking to somebody about that today. Like back in the day, you didn't need a cell phone, but now everybody and their mother has a cell phone. Even little kids have cell phones for some reason. It's 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 out of control. It really is. On that note, Felicia, I want you to enjoy your vacation. Thank you, sir. And um, we're gonna put a bow on this and take it home. There's three different types of people in the world, those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and everybody like Felicia Brown and Big Daddy that make things happen. God bless you all, and good night. Bye, everyone. <laughs>